The next time you need auto parts and accessories, trust the parts professionals at the 152 Houston area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores. Our professional parts people know what it takes to get the job done right. Professionals have counted on O'Reilly Auto Parts for decades. Now you can too. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to episode two of Speeding Game. This is a NerdFlow Patreon exclusive podcast that's all about video games. I'm Royalty. I'm one-fourth of the NerdFlow podcast team. Again, as I said, this is a Patreon exclusive podcast. This is all about video games. Uh, before we get into things on, on today's show, I want to first uh, make sure you guys, if you love video games, anime, comic books, superhero stuff, make sure you guys check out the Nerdflow podcast. Every single Thursday, it comes out on Sprinker, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. <clears throat> make sure you guys check that out. And also, if you're listening to this, you are a patron, and I also want to thank you for being a supporter of of the Nerdflow podcast and Spitting Game uh, bonus content that you're getting right now. So truly thank you for your contributions to the show. I want to give you the best extra content that we could possibly give you. So thank you. All right. In today's show, we're going to get into Call of Duty. Um, on Call of Duty's uh, end of physical year, or I guess like end of quarter call is what you want to call it. Um, they said they were going back to the roots because Infinite Warfare didn't really sell really well. And so with that, what that kind of tells a lot of the gamers and a lot of the, you know, the gaming community that they're going to go back to more of a modern, kind of more, in the sense of the word, a more modern version of modern warfare of Call of Duty. Um, I kind of feel it's a good thing. There is some aspects of Call of Duty with the whole wall running deal that they stole from Titanfall. You got to admit they stole it from Titanfall. And I feel that it really stole stole the thunder away from Titanfall, what made it very a very unique game. And especially with something as a sleeper as a sleeper hit as Titanfall 2 and then the other mistake that they made last year which was releasing two games one game that sells billions of copies which is call of duty and the other game that they're trying to make a hit and you release it in the same month as that game and they're probably thinking to themselves like oh those are two different audiences no it's not it's a shooter whether it's first person third person it's a shooter and as far as from my standpoint, it was a very stupid move to to attempt to do that. They could have, I know you had the Destiny, you had the Rise of Iron that was coming out in September. You could have gave Titanfall, Titanfall 2 could have had October. That would have gave, that would have given at least a month's time for them to, you know, for that particular crowd to, you know, to gravitate to that particular title. And then, okay, next month we got Call of Duty. And so, and of course, with the beta that was coming out, I think the beta for Infinite Warfare was maybe like September. I want to say September, October. It was really close to the to the launch of the game. With the reception that they probably got back from that, which was a very negative one at that, because just it's a lot of things. Even when I played the beta, I probably lo- I loaded up the beta first time, played one match, and I just felt like I wasn't hitting my shots like I normally would. And it was a problem for me because 
I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like you know a pro uh, MLG you know player as far as when it comes to Call of Duty or multiplayer in general. I'm a really good player when it comes to doing any type of FPS multiplayer. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty good. But when it came down to like you, you know you should have hit in certain shots. Yeah, I was knowing I should have hit and I didn't hit them. I'm like, okay, something's wrong. There's a lot of bugs. Then they came out with. They came and they kind of patched the beta uh, and try to fix several things. I jumped back in and gave it another shot. Still, same problem. So, with that, it was just, it was the, the writing was on the wall for Infinite Warfare that it was not going to be a good title. Shoot, I even seen uh, YouTube streamers that were even, like, you know, giving bad reviews on Infinite Warfare, not picking it up. And these are guys that modern, that Call of Duty is their lifeblood as far as from a financial standpoint for them. And for them to say, you know, I'm not going to pick up the game that I make a living off of, you know, and not pick it up. And that's what, when you're either a Twitch streamer or a YouTube streamer, you're not going to pick it up. That speaks volumes, man. That speaks volumes when it comes to, um, as far as how good the title was going to be. So... To go back to the original topic, as far as them going back to their roots, I hope they go back to their roots. As far as with with modern warfare, I think it would. I think they should. I don't know. I know some years ago there was a Call of Duty. I think it was like Call of Duty World or something of the sorts. I really think that Call of Duty needs to switch the game up, man. I think they need to go to more of a model. That's more on the lines of, I'm not saying go open world as far as for the title, but if that's what it, but I also think that, I think they should stick to like the business model like EA has for Battlefield. Them thinking they should just give out Call of Duties and like, hey, we're going to have three separate teams do Call of Duty and that's us. Waiting several years to come out with another Call of Duty. Either way you shape it, no matter who's developing it, at the end of the day, Activision's name is on it. You're getting a Call of Duty every single year, no, no matter if you have three separate development teams doing the title. I think Call of Duty needs to have more of a span of time for the next title to come out. I say at least two years, just to give people time. And I think, though it's, it's going to sell big regardless. But I think it'll sell even bigger. We'll get probably even a better game if they wait longer to launch Call of Duties and not bombard us every single year with the same titles. Same thing for Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has taken time off. We're more than likely going to get Assassin's Creed this year once E3 rolls around because they took a break last year to give us Watch Dogs. And so I like that type of timetable where you're getting... We're getting different games. And man, even for Ubis even for Ubisoft, like the division can be that alternative game for them. Like they can alternate in and out throughout the year. And that I mean Activision, I mean Division, I think they want Division to be kind of like their destiny more more in the sense of the words. I mean, they've done a lot better than Bungie as far as from the roadmap standpoint. And I talked about that on the first episode, but but again, to get back to Call of Duty. But I know overseas they were doing a Call of Duty world or something like that. Didn't really look too much into it exactly what it entailed. But for me, 
<clears throat> I know there's a lot of open world games out there, but I think there should be like a Call of Duty, like open, like open world game. I mean, a lot of the they're already making, you know, additional money <clears throat> off these titles with these microtransactions and the boxes and the loot and all this type of stuff and the custom customizable, you know, gun skins and all this type of stuff that they that they really turn Call of Duty into. And they're making, a, they're making a crap ton of money off off that particular um, part of Call of Duty. But I think they should do like an open world, kind of like an open world concept for Call of Duty. Could be something different, could freshen up the franchise. I mean, some of their story content lately in the past couple games, like Advanced Warfare and Black Ops, the stories have been pretty decent, but I kind of more feel like put more efforts into the multiplayer. I would say, shoot, just drop the just like just drop the story altogether. If you want to buy, keep it separate. If you want to buy a multiplayer pack, the multiplayer version of whatever this Call of Duty that comes out this year, whatever it may be named. And you want to cut? If you want to actually cut that out of the equation for Call of Duty, and just let it be just multiplayer. That's what everybody cares about anyway. Just focus a title strictly just multiplayer. Don't do story because I'm pretty sure they have the numbers. A small a small amount of the player base for Call of Duty plays the campaign, unless like the network is down or. Or Xbox Live is down or something like that. That's the only way somebody's going to jump into the campaign if they're just a constant player of Call of Duty. Then they'll probably jump in and play the campaign because they can't play online. But I think they should just cut it out altogether. Or even better, do like, I mean, I know it'll probably hurt them and probably kill them if they did that. But like come out with the story mode first and then like a week later launch the multiplayer right afterwards. Or like kind of like a Grand Theft Auto in somewhat of a sense. But no, I think they should do just a, I think they should do just a, a multiplayer version of Call of Duty and allow you to be able to buy that part separately. Don't make it $60, make it probably, you know, 39 or something like that and do just the multiplayer because some people just want just multiplayer and it's like a really, and they should just make a really robust multiplayer game just strictly just multiplayer like a Counter-Strike or Something like that that's just really just strictly just multiplayer. That's what everybody that's what everybody cares about. I know when I the times when I do pick up a Call of Duty, I don't particularly play the title year round, to be completely honest. Titles I play year round are more um like WB2K. I'm very into that particular title. I play that title year round. I'm not honestly not too big on sports games or anything like that, and I play Destiny quite a bit. Uh, I've been playing Destiny since, you know, since the beta. So I'm like that year round. And I'm also like slowly getting back into the division and getting into that as well, because I just feel like there's about to be some new content about to be dropping. I know the last stand is another thing, but I'm, I feel like they're getting ready to, you know, come out with another, another timeline of more DLC content for like a year or two of, of the division. So I'm co- crossing my fingers on that one. But no, man, Call of Duty needs to really, really need to change it up. I don't know 
if you agree with the way what I just pitched, but they got to do something different. They got to make it, they got to make it different. I mean, the team that does Black Ops, oh, they do a phenomenal job. That's the title I always tend to get every single year, and I'm always really satisfied with the Black Ops games. But it's just a team that does Ghosts and it does, I can't remember, the, I think it's Treyarch that did this Call of Duty. They just, they're missing the, they're missing the target, man, on a lot of the, of what they're coming out with. So, I think they should just try to pick up some, you know, pick up some pointers from the from the other games that have done well. What have they done wrong? What have they done right? I think the space thing was like really far out there. Um, they've done very good with the uh, with the zombie mode that they have as well, and that that's a big thing because it's so different from the rest of the game. So those type of things they do very well with. So let's we'll we'll wait till e3 or probably roughly may because i know sometimes activision has or call of duty has like this you know they do big announcement like early may so we'll see when may rolls around uh horizon zero done horizon zero done drops next tuesday as i'm recording this on the on the 28th of february um this game um shoot today alone has been getting nines and Nine's all over the place. It's an amazing game. Um, it's open world. For those who probably haven't been following Horizon Zero Dawn, it's a PS4 exclusive. It is an open world made by the same guys that made Killzone. I honestly, when I first saw it, I mean, the game looks, the, the thing that everybody said, the game looks freaking just beautiful. Uh, the thing I was kind of worried about is kind of like what Killzones have always fell victim to. Killzone never, ever, for me, playing against the Killzone franchise, it never, the story never really developed with the Hellgoss and, you know, the Hellgoss and what their whole objective was, what was the story behind it. And that's the same thing I feel about, like, that's the same thing I feel about, like, Gears of War. Like, I feel like, yeah, there's a war and they're fighting against one another, but what's the point? What are they fighting for? Did they get wrong? Were they humans before? Were they a race of people that got exiled? What? I've never really, unless I'm missing it, and maybe I missed, like, the first Call of Duty. I mean, not the first Call of Duty, but the first Kill Zone from back on um, PS2 or something like that. And maybe, maybe I did miss that, but those things are never revisited in... The, in, in the titles themselves and I feel like I, the thing I was scared about with Horizon Zero Dawn is like man I hope they don't do this kind of like you know you know scrambled up storytelling that they do in you know that they do in in Killzone but as far as from what I'm hearing so far it's been great responses to the title and everything I can't wait to play it uh, I've been looking for something fresh something new um, I'm still, I still haven't even picked up Neo yet. And I got to pick that up. I know a member of the Nerdflow team was actually asking about that. And I haven't had a chance to, haven't really had a chance to pick it up or anything, but with Horizon Zero done, I'll definitely be, uh, picking that up before I'll be, I'll probably be pre-owning it this Friday on my PlayStation as well. That way I'll make sure I have it for launch to play when it comes out on Tuesday. Um, make sure you guys follow the Facebook page for Nerdflow because I'll be posting a link when I do like Let's Plays for the day of the launch of that of Hero Horizon Zero Dawn. But so far, so good as far as for ratings for Horizon Zero Dawn. 
I really hope it's not a one-time game. I really hope as we get further and further into the life cycle of the PS4 and we get to PS, you know, PS5 or whatever comes out, we get sequels for for that title because PlayStation needs a female a female um needs a female hero as far as on the team. So I think this could be it for them. I know Heavenly Sword we thought was it, but they didn't make a sequel. Um, alright. Nintendo Switch games lineup. Um, Nintendo Switch is due out next Wednesday. Well, no, not next Wednesday. Um, it's due out next Wednesday the 3rd. It's due out next Friday. So, Switch is out next Friday. A lot of hype for that. I know probably a lot of people can probably be picking up Horizon Zero Done or probably picking up Horizon Zero Done at the same time they're picking up their Switch. Um, but first I'm going to get into some confirmed games. We're going to do a rundown of some of the confirmed games for the Switch because I know that was a very big topic as far as on games that were coming out for the Switch. Let's see. Um, I know these are not games. Switch launches on Nemesis 3. Got more about a launch here. Um, I was trying to see, trying to clarify these games. I'm pretty sure these games are not going to be like day one games, but these are just games that are in the works that are confirmed. For the Switch, of course, we got one, two Switch. We got one thousand and one spikes, arms. I know what arms is the kind of like they say compared to first person shooters. There's the inspiration behind it, but it's like more like boxing. Um, we got Binding of Isaac Afterbirth, Afterbirth Plus. We got Cave Story, uh, Cube Life, Island Survival. That sounds like a puzzle game. Um, City of Five Complete, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, Dragon Quest uh, 10, Dragon Quest 11, we got Dungeon of Czar, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, or Skyrim, um, Farm Simulator, Fast RMX, you got FIFA, Fire Emblem for Nintendo Switch, Fire Emblem Warriors, Grateful Explosive Machine, um, has been heroes, Hollow Knight, Human Resource Machine, I Am Setsana, uh, the Jackbox Party Pack, Party Pack Three, Just Dance, Legend of Zelda, which is a launch title, uh, Lego City Undercover, Lego Worlds. I mean, think about this real quick. I'm really hyped for this Lego Worlds. I've been hearing about this for, I want to say probably the past year. Um, really hyped for this. This is going to be an open world Lego game. I don't play very many. I have a, I have a soon to be three year old. So this is probably how I'm going to probably slowly introduce him to console gaming and all that though. But, um, let's see. We got Little Inferno, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Minecraft, Minecraft Story Mode, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, NBA 2K18, uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, Spear of Influence. That's one title. Ocean Horn, Monster of Uncharted Seas, Project Octopath Traveler, Project Sonic 2017. When is that? Is that Sonic the Hedgehog? Or is it um, Puyu or Puyu? Te- uh Tetris, Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. They've been riding the hell out of that game. Uh, Red Out Rhyme. Uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 8, or no, 13, Nushin 
Megami Tenchi, Shovel Knight, Skylanders, Imaginator, Snake Pass, uh, Snipper Clips, Cut It Out Together, Sonic Mania, Splunker World, Splatoon 2, Stardom Valley, Steep, Super Bomberman, Super Mario Odyssey, which I'm super hyped for, Siberia 3, Ultimate Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, Wonder Boy, The Dragon Trap, World of Goo, and Xenoblade and Chrono, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and Yoka Lady. Um, with a lot of these titles, my personal opinion on these is, I really hope, I, I kind of hate that they're having to give like a lot of leftovers for games to come to the, I know a lot of these developers probably like, because with Nintendo's track record, I know a lot of them probably like don't want to invest in a new IP, invest money into it for it to fail on the Switch because they don't know, they're going into uncharted waters in, in more of the sense of the word when it comes to the Switch. It's Nintendo, yes, that's one thing. But with the Wii U and the Wii, they haven't had a very good track record with, you know, with they discontinued Wii U in a record short amount of time for a console, for a console life for a console because it wasn't performing well. And with the titles that I'm reading, like I was kind of like, you know, when I saw like Street Fighter, I was hoping it was going to be like a 3D version Street Fighter like we have on PS4. But it'd be like a different version, especially just for, you know, just for the Wii U. And it could have been that same art style, same everything, but we still, we got the, why didn't Nintendo, you know, accept the 2D side scroll of Street Fighter? I feel like they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have taken that. They should have said, hey, we want the same version of Street Fighter that PS4 has and put it on the Wii U and just call it something and call it another whatever, whatever Street Fighter. That's what they should have went for. Like, 2K did them a good bid. They got 2K18. Minecraft, that game lives on forever. That's not really, not really too much of a snub to them. Um, Skyrim, I mean, the game still lives on no matter what. I actually read an article, uh, today actually, where it was talking about how there's still, like, I think they even said thousands or millions of players are still logging on to Fallout 4 and Skyrim. I mean, they just did a definitive edition. I don't think people's going to roll off it that quick. I still want to go back and pick it up and play it. But I'm honestly going to wait for like a dead point. You know, we always have that lull in gaming where it's just nothing coming out. And that's when I'll pick it up just to give me a filler to play through all the DLC content on Skyrim and, you know, finally go through it like I want, like I want to. But I think that Nintendo, another thing Nintendo needs to do is I understand it's a Japanese company. Sony is a Japanese company. I think that they need to have they need to have because they don't have a lot. I'm not saying they have a, like a lot of old guys or anything like that. That's part of the company, but if they want to have a Japanese representative for Nintendo, that's fine. I think they should search for somebody with a passion for gaming that's Japanese if they want to do that. Or they can be whatever race. It doesn't really matter about the race of the person. But they need to get some young blood to represent and talk as a spokesperson for Nintendo. 
They need to have that, and they need to stop doing these these videos that they play during E3 because they feel like they have too much pride to try to compete with Microsoft or Sony. They need to get in there and compete and do the same stage show that Sony and Microsoft put on every single year at E3. They need to stop, you know, yes, you know, you fail, you did this, lick your wounds and move on. But my point is, they need to have a younger representative that represents Nintendo to talk for Nintendo, to hype up Nintendo. Because as you could tell, even in sometime in Sony conferences, when they bring up a Japanese representative that's either a developer or creator of a game, it's hard to demonstrate excitement for a title when it has to be translated to a translator because the translator is kind of, they're trying to, you know, translate what they're saying. That, that excitement doesn't really translates very well over when you're translating it versus when it's coming from the person directly, when it's coming out of their mouth as that's coming off of their brain is what I'm saying. So I think Nintendo really needs to think about how they approach things as far as like, there's a lot of things that I'm concerned with and I want to see how it's going to do. I want to, I really did want to pick up one from the very beginning, but by the time I had the, you know, the cash flow to try to go reserve one, reserves already sold out. But I'm really scared for, I'm really scared for Nintendo when it comes to them and just how they're approaching like, you know, the voice chat is going to be an app. Like, why did y'all skimp on that, man? It's like, you got to be able to integrate that protocol into the console because everybody wants to be able to play multiplayer online. I understand they're doing a trial because, you know, they've done online, but they haven't really, really, really done online, like PlayStation, Xbox Live type type multiplayer. Well, not that type multiplayer, but like a network of, you know, just everything being, you know, online, they haven't really, they've kind of like been dangled with that business model, but not really too much. And so, especially with it being a, you know, being a paid service, but, you know, just those are things that Nintendo really has to come with 2017 going into 2018. They need to find a spokesperson to represent them in E3. And I really hope that they, they're not, as far as on the schedule that I've seen for E3, they're not being shown on there. At least I don't. At least I don't recall. But I have to go back and check and look at it, and I'll bring it back up next episode. But at least I don't recall them being on the schedule. And I'm like, you know, they're doing the same thing again. You just launch a console. It'll it would be in June. It'll be, you know, going into June. It'll be three months later. It's like Nintendo has to come with a a spokesperson that speaks English, a first party lineup of whether it be old titles, whether it's Donkey Kong, whatever it is, it has to be, they need to come with some old stuff, reimagined into a new HD format. They need to come with a bunch of new IPs that are more mature and that are also going to still keep that kid crowd around. But they need to come with also that, and they also need to come with exclusives, man. They need to lock down some exclusives that nobody's expecting with some companies that nobody's thinking about. Shoot, they need to, they could probably even shoot. I mean, knowing Sunday tried to did a game with, you know, did Sunset Overdrive with Xbox. And I don't know what Sunday is doing right now or anything, but hey, they make, shoot, they're responsible for, you know, um, 
They're responsible for like Ratchet and Clank and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, they can go go to Nintendo and come up with have a new IP that's straight for Nintendo that's an exclusive just for them. I know. Well, yeah, it's something that actually when I think about it, it's something that is working on the new Spider-Man game. But even if they have another set, I mean, another division or another team that's not doing anything, and they can go work with Nintendo and give them some new IPs, something that exclusive, they can't keep everything in house. They have to really reach out and and talk with other develop talk with other developers and give their audience first party exclusive titles. We've seen Mario, Mario Kart. Super Smash Brothers, all that stuff, 10 million times over. We need new IPs, something new. We need somebody to that speaks of the English dialect that can that can uh, inject incitement into the crowd where we can be hyped for these games when they're talked about at E3. All right. So I think that's the end of episode two of Spitting Game. This is a Patreon-exclusive podcast strictly for our Nerdflow Patreon supporters. Again, I want to thank you guys for supporting Nerdflow. Really thank you for your contributions and everything that you do to really help push Nerdflow along. Um, Also, again, make sure you guys catch Nerdflow every single Thursday on subscribe to our Spreaker. That's where you can get notifications when we drop new episodes. However you consume and listen to Nerdflow Podcast. Just make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review. If you have any listener questions for either the Spin Game uh, exclusive podcast or if it's for the Nerdflow crew, just make sure you send an email over to nerdflowpodcast at gmail.com. You can address it to me, Royalty, and I'll be glad to answer any of your questions. Or we can address it on the Nerdflow Podcast show. Either whatever you prefer. Or we can do it on both. But again, thank you once again for listening to Spin Game. I'm Royalty. Hey you, with a rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard? With Wells Fargo's 3% down mortgage option, my human realized a new home was within reach. And I only gave her puppy eyes once. Get your human to talk to a mortgage consultant or learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS R.I.D. 39901.